0: You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 302. In this episode, I share with you how you can change your money mindset story. And don't forget to grab my free guide on how to do it in the show notes.
1: Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba Today, I share
0: with you why I started to sabotage my own success after working so hard and making $25,000 in December of my first year in business. In the following month, in January 2015, I made only $1,700. Why did it happen? Because I had a money mindset story that I needed to change. And in this episode, you're going to learn how to change your story. And don't forget to download the Money Mindset Guide that is linked in the show notes. Do you have an issue with the Money Mindset? Grab the Money Mindset Guide. Go to sign.com forward slash 302 to download the guide and to read the show notes.
1: Rich people are bad. Consciously, I wouldn't think or say that rich people are bad. But my subconscious has another opinion. I was in my first year of business and had made 55000 in only three months. After three five-figure months, I made only 1700 the next month. I was in shock. What had just happened? Why had my revenue dropped? Partly... The drop in revenue had very logical reasons. I hadn't really followed through on potential sales. But why hadn't I followed through? That's when I realized I had money mindset issue. My mindset was holding me back from making money. It was as if I subconsciously didn't want to make more money. But consciously, I of course wanted to continue having five-figure months Tony Robbins says, we don't lack strategies in our life and business, but we hold on to stories that don't serve us. I wondered if I had a money mindset story that was holding me back. First, I was denial that I had such a story. Before I became an entrepreneur, I had never had an issue with money. From the age of 10, I had earned my own money, so I always knew you had to work for money. I never had a problem spending my money, but I also could save up whenever I wanted to. For instance, to buy an apartment or a car. If anything, I like to splurge. But that wasn't the problem here. The problem was that I suddenly was self-sabotaging my own success. Why would I do that? Slowly but surely, I accept that I must have a money mindset story. Once I accepted that I had a story, these words started to pop up in my mind. Rich people are bad. Rich people are bad. Rich people are bad. I was quite shocked at my own thoughts. Why would I think that? There was ample evidence in the world that rich people aren't necessarily worse than others, and many rich people use their wealth for good. There must be a story somewhere that had made me create this belief. And sure enough, within moments of my acceptance, I had an epiphany. The story was so clear to me that I was even surprised why I hadn't seen it before. My childhood experience and stories told of my grandfather had shaped some serious, limiting beliefs. What had happened and why did my grandfather have that effect on me? Let me tell you the whole story. About three years ago, my grandfather on my father's side died. He was 90 years old and had lived a good life. He had been healthy until shortly before. I wasn't sad when he died. I didn't feel particularly close to him. He was more like an uncle. An uncle that you hear about but you rarely see and doesn't seem to care much about you. But it wasn't always like that. As a child, I enjoyed visiting my grandparents. They lived a few streets away from my family and were building a huge new house close by. Besides the 3 bedrooms, walk-in closet and a double garage, there was a bar area, fitness room and a sauna. I thought my grandparents were rich. There was always lots of drinks and snacks and sweets for us. Christmas was the best. Then the house was full of people and lots of presents. As a child, I really enjoyed spending time there. When I was 8 years old, my grandparents divorced. This was back in the 70s, and it was very unusual for people to divorce, even in Iceland. I remember where I heard it first. I was sitting in the back of a car in the street where they lived. I couldn't believe that people would divorce after 30 years of marriage. And I wanted to know why, but never got a good answer. We helped my grandmother move to an apartment not far away from us, and the contact to her increased while the contact to my grandfather decreased. Although she was supposedly the one leaving him for no apparent reason. My grandfather moved alone into the new big house. I loved playing there with my siblings and my nieces. There were so many hiding places that hide and seek became our favorite game. We also pretended to have a bar and would serve each other drinks, which were, of course, just water and soda. But then we were not welcome there anymore. Within a year, my grandfather was living with another woman and they lived together for there for the next 30 years or until she died. They never got married, but he called her his wife. Instead of embracing my family and trying to get to know us, his new wife never showed any interest in us and even discouraged my grandfather from contacting us. The contact to my grandfather got less and less and we went through birthdays and Christmases without a message or present from my grandfather. He did visit my parents at work and bring flowers for my mother. But as a child, I felt abandoned by my own grandfather. Five years after my grandparents' divorce, I had my confirmation in a local church. And afterwards, there was a big celebration with at least 60 people at our home. My grandparents had avoided each other diligently for years, but at this party they had to show up. I remember my grandfather and his wife staying only very briefly before they left. It was obviously the wife who wanted to leave, and I felt sad that my grandfather couldn't stay. When I graduated from high school, there was another big celebration at our home, but this time my grandfather didn't even show up and sent a telex instead. I remember how disappointed I was. Even distant relatives showed up with present, but not my grandfather. I guess this was the moment I realized that I didn't have a grandfather anymore. From the outside, his wife looked harmless and nice. But what she did to us and our relationship to my grandfather feels like something out of a movie called The Bad Step Grandmother. I basically lost my grandfather 33 years before he died. That's why I wasn't sad when he actually did. As I became older, I realized that my grandfather was maybe not rich, but surely well-off. I heard of him traveling on safari in Africa and going on a tour around the world with his new wife. Stories emerged about how good he was with money, but also how cheap he could be. When my parents were 16, my mother got pregnant And my father asked my grandfather to support them while they would go to high school and learn to become a ship mechanic. My grandfather was already supporting my father's sister and her husband, so this was not an unusual request. But to my father's surprise, my grandfather said no. This meant that my parents both had to go to work at 16 years old to support themselves and their firstborn, despite my father having parents who could easily have supported him. My parents have told me this story many times and they seem to have forgiven my grandfather, but I on the other hand get upset every time I hear or think about this story. When my brother was born, my parents moved in with my mother's parents who only had one bedroom flat. The generosity of my mother's parents was something I experienced throughout my childhood and teenage years. They took care of me and my sister while my mother was working and during the long Icelandic school holidays. My mother parents were definitely not rich. Although I did not experience them as poor, I only saw their kindness and generosity. Slowly but surely my mindset story became clear. It doesn't take a psychologist to see the stark contrast I had with my two grandparents, one rich and the other one poor and then how helpful versus unhelpful they were towards their own children and grandchildren it's no wonder i developed the belief that rich people are bad the problem was that with this belief i was holding myself back it was making me stall my own business growth it was making me not follow through it was making me feel bad about earning a lot of money and it was not serving my vision of helping people turn their passion into profits. If I had such an issue with a story from my childhood, then my clients probably also have their own limiting beliefs that I need to help them uncover. I couldn't let this story control my behavior and limit my mission in life. I felt relieved to know my money mindset story. Now it was up to me to change my story and create new beliefs. I cannot change what happened in my life. What I can do is to create a new and empowering story that serves me and my future. I decided to think fondly of my grandfather. I don't think he was a bad man. I think he was good with money but made bad choices when it came to taking care of his children and staying in touch with his grandchildren. I think he was lonely after the divorce with my grandmother and was very relieved to find a new wife. When she didn't want him to have contact to this family, he decided to accept that rather than lose her. I'm sure he was sad about having to make that choice. And I don't agree with his choice. But to him, it seemed the better one out of two bad options. It does make me sad thinking about his dilemma. To make this story fun instead of sad, I think my grandfather often as Scrooge McDuck from the Donald Duck series. Wikipedia describes him this way. McDuck was initially characterized as a greedy, miser and anti-hero, but in later appearances he was often portrayed as a charitable and thrifty hero, adventurer, explorer and philanthropist. I want to think of my grandfather as someone who discovered too late what he really wanted in life. After his wife died, he became much closer to my family. And though it was never discussed, I think he wished he had done things differently in his life. My new money mindset story is gradually being created with every step of my own journey. I'm now aware of my limiting beliefs. We all have them when it comes to money. It doesn't matter if you're earning thousands. thousand, 10,000 or a million. We all have some kind of limiting beliefs. The key is to uncover them. I invite you to discover your disempowering story and to create a new empowering story. Did this story about money
0: mindset resonate with you? And do you think that you might have a money mindset story too that you need to change? Then go and grab my money mindset guide at sigrun.com forward slash 302. And that's where you also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give this show a review on Apple Podcasts. See you in the next episode.